If you're having trouble connecting with your audience on an emotional level, this episode is for you. Connecting with someone at a deeper level is one of the greatest ways to get your audience to take action and actually care about what you have to say. Getting buy-in from them requires so much more than just putting your message out there. On today's episode, Beth and I bring on a manufacturer who's using podcasting to keep their internal employees connected and engaged with their message. They're seeing so much success that they're actually launching a public podcast as well. Podcasting is a huge trend right now because people can listen passively and learn on the go. Our guest today shares some great tactics and some common pitfalls to be aware of when launching or growing any podcast that you have. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams alongside my awesome co-host, Beth Popnikoloff. Hey, Beth, how are you doing? I am excited for today's show. We are talking about something near and dear to our hearts. We are inceptioning our podcast because we're talking about podcasts with a fellow podcaster. So we've got Joe Klink from Provia. He is the director of corporate relations, and he has headed up and launched not one, but two internal podcasts for Provia. Welcome to the show, Joe. We're excited to have you. Well, thanks, Beth. Thanks, Zach, for having me. And by the way, Beth, you've got a really cool name. What does your name mean? Oh, thanks. So my name, last name is Popnikolov. I stole it from my husband when we got married, and he is Macedonian by heritage. And so Pop actually means priest. So it means somebody at some point in our history was a priest. And then Nikola comes from the Greek word Nika, which means like victorious or something like that. So basically, our name means something like Father Victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's really cool. So Joe, we connected at IBS. Well, we connected over email, but we connected at IBS a few weeks ago. And we got to talking and found out that you oversee and you started a podcast for Provia. Not just one podcast, but two podcasts. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. That's awesome. So maybe for our listeners, before we jump into what exactly you're doing, maybe just give us a little bit of background on who you are and how you landed at Provia and your role there. Sure. I've been at Provia for about 18 years now, and the company was founded in 1977, so I haven't been with the company the whole time, but we've seen a lot of growth uh, during this time. For example, when I started with the company, I remember we had about 265 employees and we currently have about 900 employees. So it's been very exciting to see the growth. And as director of corporate relations, I direct our advertising, PR, social media, corporate events, video production, as well as uh, serve alongside and help our president and CEO in whatever capacity he needs me to serve. So it's a diverse and very exciting, interesting position that I'm in here. And how did you decide to start a podcast? Like what, what was it about, you know, your internal culture or your company that you said, man, you know what, we need to do something a little bit different. We need to connect with our audience in, in an untraditional or in our situation, we think it's the new traditional way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, the growth, one of the things that our president, Brian Miller, is very intentional about is during our growth, 
maintaining the company culture that's been built from the beginning. And that culture really values our relationship with the employees and the connections that we have with them. And as you grow to, like I said, currently 900 employees, it's nearly impossible, well, it is impossible for one person at one facility to really know all 900 people throughout six facilities. And when he asked me to come into this additional role about two and a half years ago to serve uh, with him, one of the reasons was because he needed help with ideas of communicating with employees. And so through that discussion, the idea of a podcast came up. We tried it. We had really overwhelmingly great response from employees on it. And, and I should clarify, I don't remember if, if you mentioned it, but the, the audience of our main podcast is employees. And that's who we record it for. That's the audience we have in mind. The second podcast that we record is also employees, but it's our sales and customer service team. And that one is primarily done by the, the VP of sales. I, I produce that for him, but uh, he's primarily the host on that. And uh, so we've got two podcasts running at the same time, but both inward focused towards our employees. That's really cool. Can you tell us kind of how you're framing the podcast specifically for employees? Like what's your process? Maybe talk us through what it looks like when you're looking for people to bring onto the podcast. How are you helping them to tell their story or what does that process look like? Yeah, you use the word story and that's, that's dead on what these are about for the employee podcast. We want to know each other's stories. I mean, we come together, we work, we build products or we do our job functions together, but as individuals, we're so much broader than that. And we have life situations, we've got families, we, we serve in our communities, we go through stuff that's traumatic. And so we share each other's stories and people really connect with that. So the way that we've framed the podcast is we try to make the optimal time about eight minutes. And we realize that a lot of people will listen to the podcast on their commute in in the morning or as they're leaving work, but we send the podcast out on Monday mornings. And so they'll get a notification. Most people will receive that notification before they come into work. You know, so if they're checking their email or whatever, that way they can choose to get their week started that way by hearing somebody's story. So most of the podcasts are about people's stories. Sometimes we'll also use the podcast to teach people about a functionality that we have. For example, marketing. What does our marketing team look like here? What do they do? What kind of stuff do they make? How do they interact with each other? And, and what are some of the results of what they've done? It's just a great opportunity to, whenever we're like, hey, employees would really like to hear about such and such. This is just a great mode for doing that. So yeah, like I said, it's, it's about eight minutes. Sometimes we go longer. There's one that we recorded recently that the, the story content was just so fantastic that it's about a 15-minute podcast, but uh, if we feel like it's going to keep the audience engaged, then we're fine with that. The thing I love about what you're saying, Joe, is that, you know, when I think about a podcast, I think about it primarily from a marketing standpoint, and you're actually using it as a vehicle to connect with your, you know, the rest of your team, the rest of your employees. I mean, you've got 900 people on your team. You've seen incredible growth. And the idea of telling a story over written format, you guys said, you know what, it actually is probably easier and more effective if we do it with audio and with voice. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. The other thing that we do with voice to engage with our employees is once a month, we get all employees together at the respective facility. And our 
president, CEO Brian Miller, he goes around once a month for what we call Provia Values meeting. So it's a 30-minute meeting, and we have a list of values that our company is built on. There's 19 values. And so we have a time where we go over those values and one by one and just keep people thinking about the values that uh, we try to live out here at Provia. Then also during that time, there's, you know, he shares about uh, what we're doing with you know, our sales metrics and any announcements that need to be made or, or whatever. But so that's something that we do to engage with employees. So this podcast as well is along the same lines. It's talking to people, talking with people instead of giving them something where they have to read it. So just a logistical question here, Joe. How are you distributing this podcast? Is it on the podcast store or are you keeping this private? Right now, this is private. And so what we do is we host it internally and with the audio file. And then I send out a link to all the employees' email addresses. So we have, obviously, the people that work here that have email addresses, we already have those. And we've created a way for people that don't have a Provia email address to sign up for the podcast. And I mean, it's as simple as texting a keyword to a certain number, and we've, we've made it very simple for them to sign up. So then they'll receive that email as well. That's really smart. So Joe, Beth and I know what it takes to create a podcast, and it may feel like it's super easy to get off the ground, but you know firsthand what's involved with getting it off the ground and then executing week over week over week. Talk to our listeners about the process of what it looked like to get off the ground, and then what were some of the mistakes that you made and maybe hurdles that you had to overcome to get this thing to the point where it is now? Well, never having done this before, there was a lot of questions in my mind. Simple questions, for example, what equipment do I use? And so you asked about a mistake. One of the mistakes that we made early on is we had a lapel mic that we used in one of our conference rooms. And we're like, oh, that should be good. And so I got a little tiny voice recorder like you see reporters sometimes have, plugged that lapel mic into that, and the, the sound quality was so horrible that it was, from, in my opinion, it was a little, a little hard to listen to. And so we immediately corrected that. And as far as what equipment to buy, I reached out to a company called Sweetwater. There's a sales rep there. His name's Kingsley. He's been uh, just fantastic throughout this entire process. And I would, I would recommend if somebody wants to get started, call a company like Sweetwater, say, you know, I, here's what I'm going to be doing. Here's the room that I'm going to be using. You know, he can ask questions about uh, what kind of uh, sound we're looking for and that type of thing. And he'll recommend a mic. So I basically bought a, a little mixer, a couple mics, a couple mic stands, and a couple of little collapsible podiums. And so I set this up. Uh, we call it Studio J. J is for Joe's office, and that's where we do the recording. <laughs> and so when I send out the invite for people to be on the podcast, it's at Studio J, and it takes me you know, three or four minutes to hook everything up, and I, I plug the mixer into my laptop and start recording. Please tell me that when somebody comes to Studio J, you have like a really overdone like radio voice, like, welcome to Studio J. <laughs> Studio J. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do need, though. Something that I, I need to buy is, like many offices, our walls are not real thick here, and so you can hear through them. I need a light outside of my office that says recording or on the air or something, because there's been a few times where I've had to actually pause the recording 
go to my next door neighbor and say, hey, would you mind not being on speakerphone right now? <laughs> because it, it does pick up. So there's, there are some challenges, especially when it's not an official recording studio, but uh, we've managed to work through all that. So you asked about getting started and really the hardest part was getting started. Being in marketing, anything that you start, you know, sometimes people talk about starting a company newsletter and in this case, starting a podcast. And one of the concerns is, are we going to have enough content to keep this going over and over again? And at the very beginning of the podcast, that was something that we considered. But I came up with a list along with the help of Brian, our, our president, of, okay, who can, we, who can we start out by recording? And sometimes it is just Brian on the podcast, but it, we all agree that it's much better when there's two people engaging with one another. And so we started out just kind of by faith that we're going to have enough content to keep this thing going. And it's been like a snowball. Once people hear it, engage, uh, I can track the open rate and the click-through rate of that email. And so you can see that engagement is very high. And, and people uh, periodically, as I'm going throughout the hallways, will be like, hey, Joe, I heard about so-and-so. They've got this story. You should really reach out and, and consider getting them on the podcast. And I don't remember anybody that I've asked that has said no. People like telling their stories. The biggest obstacle for people is they're nervous about being on here. But as you know, the way we produce podcasts is not linear. It's not, okay, we're going to hit the record button at the beginning and everything that's said in between the time that you hit the stop button is going to be on the podcast. We've got the ability to edit. So that does put people at ease by telling them that, hey, if you don't like the way you said something, just start that sentence over. And Or if you need some time to think about your response, that's fine. We'll cut out all that dead air. We'll cut out all those things that you don't want. And the end result of that is people that come on the podcast for the first time, and then I edit it and put it out there, and they start getting all these emails of their coworkers saying, hey, great job. I really liked your story. And they see how clean it turned out. You know, we try to take out all the ums and uh, you know, all that extra stuff. And, and they sound really good and they, they really enjoy the, the result of it. So it's been a learning process to develop these podcasts, but truly the hardest part was getting started, but it wasn't insurmountable. It's figuring out the, the equipment, it's figuring out the first few topics, it's figuring out which room you want to record in, and then just go for it. So... You've kind of answered my next question, Joe, but you guys set out your podcast with a very specific purpose, which was to really make your employees feel heard, bring a connection point between a pretty large and growing company to not have those silos that tend to happen as growth as growth is going on. So how do you feel? Can you tell us a little more about the response that you've seen or how you guys are measuring yes, we are accomplishing that goal of connecting our employees and bringing them into a, a central connection point. Well, as far as the metrics that we measure, the only metric that I measure is open rate and click-through rate. So we can see that and, and it's interesting to watch. Um, sometimes you'll see a spike in the open rate and you'll see a spike in the click-through rate. And that's a clue as to what other types of stories we should be looking for. And the ones that, that do have a higher rate are those more interesting stories. But then also the ones that, there's some that are high that it's a department that we're featuring or a person that people don't really know what they do. And when they get on, it's a really fascinating story about what they do. It's like, okay, we need to find more of that as well. We really haven't had 
a podcast topic that's bombed. People seem to, they, they just like to communicate. But then part of how we know it's successful is just like some things in marketing, you can measure it. Other things in marketing, you can feel it. And with this, you, you can feel that it's working because people are talking about it. They're engaged. We continue to have more and more people in our manufacturing plant that actually sign up for it. And speaking of that, the way we promote that is we've got signs throughout the, the lunchrooms and on bulletin boards with those instructions. Also, during our employee onboarding with new employees, they're instructed, hey, if you want to participate or get the emails about the podcast, here's how you do it. So just the response rate overall has been has been very high. That's really cool. And people are stopping you in the halls. I mean, that's like a case study in itself. Someone's pulling you aside, telling yeah. you this person's got a story that I know other people are going to want to hear and really I want to hear more about it. That's a promotion within itself. So Joe, you've given us some really good insight about the process of setting this up and getting it off the ground and the benefits. Can you share with us an example story that has really resonated with you and your team? Yeah, boy, there, there are so many stories. Where do I even begin? You know, one that comes to mind is our company is second generation owned and uh, four siblings of the Mullet family now own and lead the company. And there's two that work in the business from day to day and two that don't. And one, her name's Sherry Miller. Her husband works here. He's one of our vice presidents. And we asked Sherry to come in. She's one of the shareholders of the company to come in for a podcast. People don't get to hear from her very often because she's not here every day. And this was a great way of really sharing her heart because sometimes there's questions with the second generation. You know, are they going to, are they going to continue with the vision of the first generation? Are they going to continue with the philosophy and the values and so on? So hearing it firsthand from Sherry was really heartwarming. It really reinforced the fact that, yeah, we're still going in the same direction here. In fact, if I could share a soundbite with you, just to kind of capture her heart and employees really, I think, related well when they heard this from her. The thing that I want the employees to know the most from me is how deeply I care about their happiness here. I think that was something I was unprepared for when it fell to us to own the company. Like all of a sudden, I just had to take a deep breath and kind of think, wow, this is kind of on me now to take care of all these people. Whereas before it was dad's employees. And so I want them to know, first of all, how deeply we care for them. I'd also want them to know that they are very highly appreciated, that we realize how hard they work, and that we appreciate what every one of them brings to the table. You know, Joe, I can just only imagine how I would feel as a Provia employee to hear one of the shareholders at the very top tell me thank you, because you can often feel unseen especially at a larger company, you know, you can just feel like one in a mass and to have someone call you out and say, we see you and we appreciate you no matter how large we've grown and how much we continue to grow. I think that's incredibly valuable and absolutely says a lot, not just about what you're doing on the podcast, but it would inspire me as a member of your company to work harder and feel valued. It says a lot about who you guys are as a company. It's really incredible. Yeah, that's exactly what happened as a result of that, because we don't want to become the typical large company. And we want our employees to understand that we truly do care. And it's one thing to say it. And if you just simply say that, communicate it somehow, you know, through a printed piece or what have you, there's a fair amount of employees that probably would think that that's just propaganda or marketing at work. 
And when you hear it from somebody from the heart, then you you know that what they're saying is is true. And you know, I've gotten to know throughout the years all of our leaders, all the shareholders, and I know them to be very genuine people, people that truly love the employees. And that's not a word that you often hear in the work environment that you know owners, supervisors, leaders love their employees, but that truly is the case here. And we care about people, we care about what happens to them, we care about providing a better quality of life through the jobs that they have here at Provia, that their families are taken care of, and so on. And it, it all stems from really loving your people. And I can't think of a better way to communicate that than through a podcast, because you can hear their emotion. I love it. I really am moved, genuinely. I think that's incredible. It is incredible. Like I think as a business owner, like I've done some similar things too, Joe, like I'll record like a quick video, send it out to the team. And like, I'm always so surprised at how people respond to that. I'm like, I think I'm I'm like, nobody's gonna, no one's gonna say anything. This is stupid. And then I do it. And like, I can't tell you how many times I hear from people like, man, I really, really appreciate that. Or like, I, I like there are times like literally and not stealing your thunder at all, but like I've had people like literally come to me like, like teary eyed. Like, man, thank you so much for sharing that. That really meant a lot. And so I just, my hat goes off to you guys for doing this. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, that reminds me of another podcast that we recorded. There was a gentleman, I'm guessing he's probably in his mid to late fifties, you know, so on the backside of a, a career and he's worked at a number of other companies and he's recently started working here at Provia and his supervisor actually recommended that we interview him because he talks all the time about how he compares Provia to the other companies he's worked. The working environment, the caring, not just by leaders, but the caring from fellow employees. He shared a story about how one day in the lunchroom he forgot his lunch and an employee just came up and said, hey, don't worry about it, I got you covered. Put some money in the vending machine and, and bought his lunch. And he was so moved by that. And so we wanted to share that story with others because sometimes like I mentioned, I've been here 18 years. Sometimes you've been at a company for so long that you forget what it's like not being at that company. And we wanted to remind people through his outside perspective of really what a special place we have here. That's really cool. So Joe, one thing we're talking about in preparation for today's podcast interview before we started recording was just the growth of voice and audio in the marketplace as a marketing tool. And I know when we were talking to you at IBS, you were saying, yeah, we've got two podcasts for internal communication, but we're also looking at launching one for external communication too, like actual marketing. Can you talk to the manufacturers and the companies in the building material space who are listening now? Like what are things that you would recommend to them to be thinking about if they were going to do something similar to what you've done for internal communication and or for promotion, you know, in a public facing podcast as well? Well, for internal communication, I mean, that's where, that's where we have the experience now. So I can speak more firmly on that and the results like we've been doing in this conversation. And I would recommend to any company out there, most of your listeners would say, yeah, I do care about my employees. And, and this is a great way to show it, to communicate with them. Uh, sometimes people leave companies because they feel like that they don't know what's going on or that they're not communicated with. This is a great way to shore that up. As far as the external podcast, we haven't started that yet, so we don't have the experience with that. But we do realize, and one of the reasons that we've been talking about starting that up is that with each of the people on our leadership team, they're subject matter experts. For example, our VP of Market Strategies, 
obviously he's a subject matter expert on market strategies and marketing and so on. VP of operations. You know, you could bring different people on some of our directors, uh, director of, of sales. They're subject matter experts and they've got a perspective on the market. They've got a perspective on their particular area of expertise. And we believe that our dealers, our distributors would be very interested in hearing from them. That's the premise that we're developing out this idea of, of an external facing podcast. And our intended audience for that is our, our direct customers. And you said a really important word right there, Joe, I want to highlight you know, your audience. Like if you think about podcasting as a whole, it is a really effective way to connect like emotionally with your audience. I mean, that, that's really what this whole entire episode is about is how do you connect and resonate with a group of people that you want to establish a better relationship with? You guys are clearly doing that internally. You've seen the effectiveness of that. And now you're saying, how can we take the same methodology of communication and bring that to new potential customers or those outside the organization? And I think that that is just like, that is the future of marketing is like, how do you get that much more relational with your audience? And that's why podcasting has, has been so effective for you. And frankly, like that's why we're doing it is we feel like there's certain things you can't necessarily just communicate in written format. Absolutely. And the way you and I connected at first is I found your podcast and I've been listening to your podcast for a period of time now. And I enjoy everyone because it's a different perspective, whether you bring on a different manufacturer or a distributor or a home builder or a big box retailer, it doesn't matter. You hear their perspective, you hear their stories, and I've learned something from everyone. So thank you for what you've done in developing this podcast. Yeah, Joe, well, we really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. And, you know, part of the reason why we do it is to learn from people like yourself as well and apply it to the things that we do. But, you know, again, we can't thank you enough for joining us. I feel like I've learned so much. If somebody wants to reach out to you, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, Joe? Uh, they could shoot me an email at joe.clink at provia.com. That's joe.klink at provia.com. Awesome. Well, great. Thanks again, Joe. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popniklov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.